the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is hour two. Thank you for being with us tonight as we are on the eve of an extraordinary election tomorrow. And not just for uh, uh, congressional races, not just for Senate races, not just for governor's races, but there's other races up and down uh, the every state and even local races that matter from sheriff's races to city councils. And there's a race in particular that I've had my eyes on, and y'all know I've talked about it quite a bit on the Andrea K. Show. In fact, y'all might be saying, AK, why do you care so much about this controller position in California? Because let me tell you, this is the kind of, this is the kind of position that affects our lives that nobody ever talks about and knows about. And when we have an opportunity to take that position to our side, then we got to talk about it. And we got to support it. And so I've got back with me tonight, Lon He Chen, who's actually running as a Republican for the controller position here in California. He's back with me tonight on the eve of the election. I'm super excited. Thanks for being back with me, Lon He Chen. Great to be with you. Thank you, ma'am. Okay, so um, first of all, I want to tell everybody to go and read my piece in the California Globe. California needs a reformer as state controller. Um, you can find out we don't have time to get into all the dirty deeds of this Ms. Cohen, who is running against Lon Hee Chen. But we're going to speak about her briefly. Um, but I do want to start with reminding everybody what this position is and why it's so important. Lon Hee Chen. Well, it, it's important because the state controller is the person who can give us accountability for every single dollar the state spends. Three hundred billion dollars a year we spend. You look at all the money we spend on homelessness, on our schools, on the water crisis, you name it. We don't have any idea where that money goes. I'll give you another one, the gas tax. We don't have any idea where this money goes, and we need accountability. We need someone to go to Sacramento, open the books, tell us where the money is going, and that's what the controller can do. The controller has the ability to audit every single dollar of state spending. So not only can we get that stuff online, not only can you figure out where the money is going, but I can tell you, where that money is going, what it's being spent on, and how effective or ineffective it is. We need to audit the gas tax, by the way. Let's start there. Well, yeah. Where that money's going and finally give us some transparency and accountability. Well, absolutely. You know, right now, uh, it, everybody knows that, that going into the midterms, you know, uh, the economy, particularly inflation, is the number one issue. To, and, and Joe Biden knows it, too. I'm sure you heard Lonnie Chen when he was in town recently saying California has always had at least five dollars a gallon of gas. Well, even even with us getting snaked like we have on the gas tax, we weren't paying five dollars a gallon. Now we're still up to about six. And, and the reason why Californians always do 
pay more than the rest of the country, in part, at least, is this gas tax. And they, the California, they love to, and Democrats in general, they love to tax and spend, um, but our lives never get better as a result of it. We never have any idea where the money goes. Um, we know that we that all the issues continue to increase in spite of the increase in taxes and spending, and nobody ever holds anybody accountable for it, right? Um, in fact, I've been wondering, and I don't know if this would be related to you as controller, but um, I think it's pretty suspicious that right before the midterms, California starts sending out their inflation relief debit cards. Um, I don't know where that money came from. I don't know, you know, where it's going and how many how many illegal aliens or who all is going to be getting these $350 or $600 checks. Um, but we must have some fiscal sanity back in California. Yeah, I mean, we have to figure out where all this money is going, right? I mean, because we have a precedent for this. You look at the unemployment insurance scam that happened during COVID, 20 to $30 billion of our money got sent to people in state prison. It got Scott Peterson, the convicted murderer, got these benefits. Oh, I didn't know in that. Russia, in China. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, your money went to, went to feed Scott Peterson in, in prison. And, and, I mean, it's amazing, but yeah. it goes beyond that. Russia, China, people in all of these countries getting our tax dollars, stories about folks taking debit cards that were fraudulently obtained, going to buy Rolexes on Rodeo Drive in Beverly Hills. That's your tax money at work. And you know what the Sacramento politicians say? You know what my opponent says? That's fine. It's Mm -hmm. just rounding error. We don't have to do very much to address (laughs) the problem. And, and, you know, my my thing is this has got to stop. We need someone who's going to hold these people accountable and say, where are you sending our money and why? And, and that's why this job, I'm so passionate about this job because it's important for us to have somebody go to Sacramento and be a watchdog. I'm sick of the lapdogs. Right. I'm sick of these people who go and rubber stamp spending. Let's have a change. Finally, someone will watch out for our money. Right. And and the what I, what I, I and I don't think I'm overstating it by saying that with transparency, with people finally figuring out and, and being uh, uh, getting the truth based upon transparency as to how our money is going, it might then, I mean, there's this mindset that California is always going to be a permanent blue state at this point. The Democrats have control over everything. Well, maybe not if we start getting some explanations as to where the money's been, if they start getting exposed for how they've been fast and loose and what they've been doing with their money. And and I would and I would imagine that you're going to find that it's not just incompetence, it's not just gross overspending, but there's actually corruption involved at some of these levels, yes? Well, we're going to discover exactly what's going on, and it wouldn't surprise me to see, you know, and already, by the way, we've had some efforts go in to try and figure out where the money is going. We find out that there's all this money going to Gavin Newsom's campaign donors, that you've got money that's going for state contracts. There's an outfit called Open the Books based out of uh, Illinois. Uh, They've been doing a bunch of legal work to try and get California to open the books. Did you know, Andrea, by the way, California is the only state where we can't go and find out what the state checkbook looks like. We can't go mm-hmm. online and figure out where that money is going. So we got this outfit out there that's been suing uh, the controller, actually, to get her to open the books. And finally, what they discovered recently is that a lot of this money for state contracts was mysteriously going to people who had supported Governor Newsom. And mm-hmm. that is part of the problem we have is we have a system where there is no transparency, no greater understanding of where this money is going. That's going to end when I'm elected controller tomorrow. Yeah, I know that you, you know, don't want to spend a whole lot of time talking about uh, the the other individual in the race, but I just think it's so typical and fitting. 
uh, that this is an individual that wants to be in control of the purse springs, uh, purse strings of the state of California, but has not really been fiscally responsible in her own life. And I think it's, I think right. it merits discussing because just, yeah. just, uh, just what she did alone with her home, right? I mean, oh, I guess I'm upside down in my home and, you know, not going to make the money I want to make off of it. So I'm just going to let it go into foreclosure. I mean, that kind of personal fiscal irresponsibility yeah. should not be rewarded with her being given uh, the the controller position over the sixth largest economy in the world. And that's just a part of her own personal financial background that is shady at best. She has no business being anywhere near this position. Am I right? Yeah. No, she's a financial disaster. Let's just be honest about it. I mean, here's somebody, my, my favorite tidbit about her is that she didn't pay her taxes for a year got three business licenses revoked by the state of California, and this is someone who wants to oversee our tax system. And by the (laughs) way, we'll expect you to pay your taxes in full and on time. The hypocrisy is amazing. You mentioned her, her inability to even pay her own bills on her house, got foreclosed on, not because she couldn't afford to pay, mind you, but because she didn't feel like it. She didn't think she was getting a fair deal. Mm -hmm. But this all makes sense. This is all part of a pattern. My opponent also visited Venezuela to study socialism. Mm -hmm. So now we get it, right? Here's somebody who wants to increase the role of government, to have socialism take over all different parts of the economy. And and this is just part of her ideology. She doesn't think she should be responsible for those things. She thinks you ought to be responsible for her expenses. Right. And, And as a public official had the worst attendance record when she was working in San Francisco as part of this, the Board of Supervisors, but did manage to give herself several pay raises. So, <laughs> I mean, listen, this is, I could go on and on, yeah. but the choice in this election is very clear. Do you want someone who's got a record of success, who understands how to deal with economic issues, who's got experience in business and government and all the things we need, or do you essentially want a deadbeat? That's what this comes down to. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, you know, um, I, I, deadbeat. That's such a great word. Nobody uses that word much anymore. And I love it. And it's so fitting for her. And it's so classic of the Democrat Party in general. Well, the Marxists within the Democrat Party, right? Um, I, and I'm flashing on uh, Margaret Thatcher who said the problem with socialism is eventually you run out of other people's money. And yeah. I, and I wonder yeah. if somebody like uh, your opponent realizes that or if she's just so steeped in ideology that it's just blinded her from. I mean, I often wonder if these socialists are just stupid to their own ideology or if they're just in on it and they know um, that it's a scam and that they just they know that the elites never have to live under the weight of their own policies. I'm not really sure, but it doesn't matter because we've got to stop these people from getting more power in our country. This is an incredibly important, important race. I thank you for throwing your hat in the ring. Tell everybody how they can support you. Well, the most important thing, go to ChenForCalifornia.com. We can help you find your local polling place. We can, uh, you can sign up. It's not too late. Help us make phone calls. Help us by volunteering. We need to get out the vote. If we don't get out the vote, we lose this election. Very simple. Yep. And so we have to be able to get out there, cast our votes, make our voices heard, and, and let's honor all of the strong men and women over history who have fought and died for this right that we can, that we can go and express our point of view at the ballot box 
please go vote. That's the only way we win this thing. Absolutely. I'm with you there. And, you know, you can sit and make, uh, I believe there's software packages were uh, available to you. You can sit and make robocalls from people for, uh, from your own home. Uh, you oh, can, yeah. yeah, you can yeah. certainly, you can take 10 people with you, five people. Um, we all know people that, you know, uh, offer to take people to the polls tomorrow if they don't have a ride. This is an opportunity oh, yeah. for us to take our country back. And, and, and people are a little, we tend to be too much focused on the congressional races, Senate races races and governor, but there's races going on in our state in California and beyond because I have listeners from around the country and we've got to be paying attention to all the races. So uh, one more time, give everybody a website. ChenforCalifornia.com. Join us and we can start this change tomorrow. All right. Thank you so much for being here. God bless. Thank you. You too. All right. Um, Instead of taking a break, I think on that note, that call to uh, volunteer, I'm going to go ahead and and bring on uh, my friend Paula Witzel, the head of the San Diego County Republican Party, who's here to tell you guys where things stand the night before the elections here in San Diego County and how you can get active and get involved and help us get every Republican across the finish line tomorrow. Hello, Paula Witzel. Well, hello, Andrea. How you doing? <laughs> and I want to echo what Elahi Kent just said, that really uh, this depends on our turnout, uh, because if we vote, we can take California back. But it starts by, to fight back, it starts by voting. Absolutely. So we all need to get out and make sure our ballots are in and our vote is counted. Okay. Um what what can you tell us right now in terms of because everybody there's all these analysts going on and analysis and analysts all chiming in on uh, how many mail-in ballots have come in, how many Republicans, Democrats versus independents. What does that tell us about what the turnout's going to be tomorrow? What can you share with us about that aspect? Well, so far, as of this morning, we have more Republicans voting than Democrats. Um, we're actually ahead in terms of based on the number of Republicans in San Diego County versus the number of uh, Democrats. So our Republican turnout is 3% above what we would expect at this point. So our turnout so far is good, but it's still kind of low. So we still need to have Republicans turn out. And typically most Republicans are, have been trained to vote on voter days. So mm-hmm. we're expecting to see a huge turnout tomorrow. It, it is a little different now that California is 100% mail-in ballots. So instead of going and voting at the polls, you're getting a mail-in ballot, which you can then walk into the polls. Um, but uh, Or if you did not get your mail-in ballot or you've uh, made a mistake and you need to redo it, you can also walk into the polls and uh, do a provisional ballot so that uh, one way or another your ballot will be counted. Yes, and and what I was saying to Lonhee, uh You've got to you've got to do your part tomorrow. You've got to find That's people right. you can take with you. Even if you've already voted, you need to find people you can take with you. You need to offer to drive people. Um, I don't know if there's volunteering that's available to people at this point to poll watch Paula. What can you tell people about volunteering opportunities? Well, um, with regard to poll watching, you typically uh, we would have signed up by now, but. Okay. Notwithstanding, notwithstanding, uh, anyone can go and observe the the voting process. And once uh, election day is over, you are also welcome, and we encourage you to go to the registrar of voters and watch the counts. Okay, because that's another uh, location or or time when um, you know we want to make sure that everything's being counted properly. Um, and so you you are able to go to the registrar of voters and watch the count. Uh, 
even though tomorrow's uh, tomorrow night we'll get the first batch, but typically for local elections, especially, it'll take a little bit longer for all of the ballots to be counted because they count so many prov- uh, provisionals every day. So we have 30 days in the state of California to certify the elections, and some of these local races will probably take maybe 15 days, depending. Sometimes they take 20. I saw a county board of education race that took about 28 days. Mm. Uh, two cycles ago. So it depends on the race, but we have a lot of very exciting races going on around the county, actually. Yeah, so, we're talking, hang on just a second. Very, we're, yeah, we're talking to Paula Witzel, the head of the San Diego County Republican Party. Yeah, we've got some exciting races here, like Amy Reichert against Nathan Fletcher. How are you seeing that race for San Diego well, County Supervisor? War, yeah, she, she's a warrior princess, and so God bless her. She is a fighter. And she's really taken on uh, Nathan and his horrible policies for uh, County of San Diego uh, that were highlighted during the lockdown. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think she's going to uh, give him a run for his money for sure. And um, I know that they're having to spend money that they they weren't planning on because she's really got momentum behind her and, and people are very excited about her race. Yeah, she's awesome. I find it interesting that Joe Biden had to come here to try to defend. Mike Levin's seat uh, against uh, Marriott. Isn't that interesting? How Do you think that we've got a shot at that seat? Oh, we definitely do. Uh, we have a very, very, very clear shot at that seat. And again, it's going to depend on turnout, but uh, not only people on our side need to turn out and vote, but we're seeing a lot of <clears throat> independence and even people on the other side, because it doesn't matter what party you are when you pull up to the gas pump. That's you're right. You're still paying six Six fifty a gallon, or you go to the supermarket. So all of these bad Democrat policies are impacting everyone. And I took a Uber ride uh, this past weekend, and uh, you know I never say anything when I get in. I was real quiet. And he said, "Oh, were you at this revival that was here?" And I said, "Yes, it was." And then he just said, "I've been a Democrat all my life. I'm never voting Democrat ever again." They just lie to us. Mm-hmm. And now with inflation and all these other things that are going on, people are becoming more aware of the impact of these uh, Democrat policies on our day-to-day lives. And that's yeah. where you're going to see uh, a big difference in, the, in um, I think, the voting percentages. Right. And all I, of our candidates. Yeah. And, you know, I want to encourage people to, to, to get out there. I was really disappointed with the turnout during the primaries, Paula. I mean, I just didn't understand why people were not feverishly out there voting. And I know that there's people, I've talked about this many times on the show, your ears must be burning all the time, as we say in the South, because I've bragged on you about how you've got this amazing ground game going on out there. People need to not think that we just, just throw up their hands and give up and say, well, we can't win a seat here because the Democrats have just completely just destroyed our elections and there's so much fraud. Uh, that's not the case here. And I don't want to, you know, give anything away about anything that I know is happening out there. And I've said this, but that you, you, your ground game actually helped somebody win a seat on a city council in East County and a Democrat plus 18 uh, district. So everybody that's needs right. to get out there and vote. Don't sit back and think we can't win. That now is not that this is the best opportunity I think we've ever had as Republicans, because you're right. Every issue that we've got crosses all socioeconomic and party lines, doesn't it? It sure does. I mean, uh, in La Mesa, we watched them burn a whole block down uh, two years ago. So this is close to home. We know that uh, crime has increased across San Diego County. 
Um, we saw the impact of the lockdowns on our kids in schools. Mm -hmm. And so all of these local policies, these are local Democrat policies that have impacted our daily lives. And so people are now becoming more aware. They're now feeling it, you know, up close and personal. And so it's time to, um, um, you know, try uh, something else because what what they've been doing so far has not been working. Yeah, it's like Trump said in 2016, what do you got to lose? You might as well vote Republican, right? Because the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. I won't keep you any longer. I know you're super busy. Thank you for being here tonight. And um, everybody get out and vote and take people with you. And I appreciate you and all that you do for us, Paula Witzel. Oh, thank you so much. All right. Take it easy. All right. Now, you guys, we're going to take a scan. I'm over appointed needing to take a break and we're going to take a short one, but we will be back on the other side. This is the Andrea K. Show on AIM 1170. The Answer, San Diego. News, politics and current events. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrew K. Show. So our man Skins has been keeping his eye on the rally happening in Ohio tonight in which there was rumors that Trump was going to make an announcement. What can you report for us tonight, my man? It was actually a pretty good rally. Trump did some pretty good uh, endorsing of J.D. Vann, some other candidates. And then also after making a very special announcement, he said that on the 15th, he's going to be making a a campaign announcement uh, from Mar-a-Lago. And that is... Good news. But he actually went ahead and listed every single MAGA candidate running across the country and told people they needed to get out tomorrow and vote for them. It was very classy. Good. I love that because I just really feel like I'm, I'm just I'm so energized by the opportunity that we have to take this country back. It, this is just a tremendous opportunity as the Democrats just really just went so far crazy on this country and just um, and never pulled back. Just doubling down on the insanity in spite of the fact that... After seeing the pain everybody goes through, it doesn't matter. Right. I think it was interesting that Tom DeBacaro talked about how we're kind of maxed out and how much we can gain because of districting and as people move around. I think that's interesting and something that we need to think about going forward. Um, I hadn't thought about that. And and he's the only one that's really really mentioned that. Um, But it's just... it's the, The thirst for power that the Democrats have, the lust for power that they have. It's almost like I've never watched, uh, I'd never watched an episode of Walking Dead. I don't watch or do anything, any movies or TV shows that have anything to do with vampires. But I just keep getting this image in my head of the Democrats being like vampires that just, they get such a thirst for blood and they just, and and, and they're evil and and this is evil, right? I'm the resident vampire movie lover on the show and that's exactly what it is. Right? I mean, uh, they just became so... Um, power mad and just so obsessed with getting that next drop of blood and sucking the complete life blood out of America. And, you know, um, it, it, what I will they say went that, too far and they went too far and they went too far. I, I think that they might have. I don't know how much of it was that they thought when they got power that it was like, you know what? We've only got a short window here and we've got to push through everything that we want. Um, but what I think was extraordinary was how they pushed too far at the local level. 
um, if it was just at the congressional level, uh, and, and it sounds counterintuitive, if it was just at the congressional level, I don't know that it would have had as much of an impact. It's because it was felt so much locally. It, it does kind of take us back to the mindset of, uh, or what people have always said that all politics is local. How many years have Bob Walters and I been talking about what's going on in the schools? But it wasn't until people started feeling it in their own schools, instead of it being, it's, it's almost as though the cancer of communism had to get spread so quickly and metastasized so far and wide to where the limbs across this country were, were, you know, um, the cancer was just at every level and metastasized to where it just really jarred everybody awake. Um, if they if they hadn't gone so far at the local level and just had kept it at the congressional level, like with the and, and typically that takes a place and takes shape in the form of like the big spending, right? Um, the, the the open borders, uh, the taxation and the regulation and the green energy crap. Um, if they had just kept it there, they wouldn't be in such a dangerous position. It's because of the extent of which they tried to take over our lives at the local level from the COVID, from the shots. It's like everybody's family. There's not one family that I know of that has not been negatively affected by the insanity of of the Democrat Party to the degree to where I don't know why, you know, I'm glad Paula Witzel brought up Democrats getting out and voting for Republicans tomorrow. This this should not be just a call to action. Oh, this many political yeah, this lines. shouldn't be just a call to action for, hey, Republicans get out and vote tomorrow. This is for everybody. Quite frankly, Dinesh D'Souza, I, re, I, I posted a, a screenshot of a tweet from him who said, if you're voting Democrat tomorrow, you're either a leech and you are just going to suck off the, you know, off the, uh, you know, live off of and suck off the host because you don't want to contribute, want to take, or you're a masochist and you just want to punish yourself because there's no, there's no reason to vote for, for this. This is, this Nobody is absolutely insane. Nobody can tell insane. me in good conscience, Andrea, that they're voting Democrat tomorrow and there could be a good positive reason for it. No. The only, re- the only reason why you could be voting Democrat tomorrow would be if you are a leech and you are already completely dependent on the U.S. government and you want us to stay that way. Um, and that could be somebody who came into this country illegally and voting. Could be somebody who's a natural, who, who's, who's, um, a natural citizen who was born here, but their, their parents came here illegally and, and, and so they're just a part of the Democrat underclass, right? Or they're part of the 1%. That like the Kardashians, right, who have all their crappy failed apparel brands and even though they're worth $400 million, took money from taxpayers in the forms of loans that they didn't have to repay. Those are the kinds of people that would vote Democrat, right? Because this election is not even about Republican Democrat. It's about America. And the way it is, is the especially MAGA Republicans are putting America on the ballot. Yeah, exactly. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we've got more Andrew Kasia. There's breaking news out of Georgia that has to do with elections. What 2020 game plan? What play? What what play out of the 2020 election fraud playbook did the, is uh, Georgia pulling out tonight? We're going to share that with you when we return. Andrea K, the Donut Queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Um, we found somebody that appreciates Joe Biden. 
<laughs> it's not probably not the uh, uh, African-American folks at the uh, campaign event involving a bunch of African-Americans who went to a historical black college uh, in which he said to them today, hey, y'all are really smart in spite of the fact that you don't have any endowments like any of the other colleges <laughs> and universities. The Washington Post has given Joe Biden an award. Skins has uh, found this uh, this uh, amazing little little nugget here for you guys tonight. They have awarded Joe Biden with the, quote, bottomless Pinocchio rating <laughs> for making multiple misleading and debunked claims in his recent statements. The newspaper's fact checker, Glenn Kessler, said that the category was actually created by the Post during the administration of Trump. In an attempt to counter, quote, false or misleading statements repeated so often they become a form of propaganda. Well, Trump never quoted anything misleading. It became propaganda. Um, he says that uh, that the bottomless Pinocchio, it's a bottomless Pinocchio if it's earned three or four Pinocchio ratings and has been repeated a minimum of 20 times. Um, Biden received his own uh, bottomless Pinocchio for continuously repeating that he traveled 17,000 miles with Chinese President Xi Jinping, a claim that has never been proven. Uh, there is no evidence Biden traveled that much with Xi. And even if we added up the miles Biden flew to see Xi, it still didn't total 17,000 miles. There's other, uh, you know, really, uh, it's funny that he got this award, but are there not bigger lies that he's repeated to the point of propaganda? How about the lie that Donald Trump said that there were good people on both sides of the white supremacist in uh, Charlottesville? That's a lie that Joe Biden continues to tell, that de- that people on the left actually continue to believe. Um, or how about, um, oh, they, they also gave him the bottomless Pinocchio for him uh, stating um, that he's been bringing gas prices down and that prices were $5 a gallon of gas in June um, before he entered the White House. Um, look, by the lie, I mean, how, how about how about the fact that he said <laughs> he said the other day in Florida <laughs> that he sh- that he shook the hand and he met the dude that invented insulin <laughs> who died a year before Biden was born. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> I mean, come on. The dude himself is. I mean, they you know, I'm glad you brought this to me. It's hilarious that he got the bottomless Pinocchio, but they picked like the the most um, the most unimpactful lie to give him the bottomless Pinocchio. The the lie about him, um, the lie about Charlottesville is just absolutely despicable because it fans the flames of the falsehood, the lie that they continue to put out there that white supremacists are the greatest threat in this nation. How about the lie that the shots stopped people from getting it and 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 giving it? That's a lie that's killed people. We won't talk about a lie. We want to talk about a bottomless Pinocchio deserving lie. How about that one? And he knew at the time he said it, that it was a lie. Well, she left that meeting and she dropped the suit. Called me up and said they're going to go all electric by 3035. <laughs> by 3035. <laughs> um, how about this? I mean, this is this is a nugget of a soundbite that's kind of a head scratcher. I mean, if desperation had a smell, it would be the Democrats, including Oprah, trying to prop up John Fetterman going into the midterms. How it's even close is and and maybe it's not. Maybe the polling out of Pennsylvania is so whack that it's it's not as close as they're pretending it to be. But here, if 
if there was any chance of rehabilitating Fetterman, it could only have come by stopping him from speaking at the microphone. Because here is what he said over the weekend. Clip six. Codifying Roe v. Wade. I run on Roe v. Wade. I celebrate the demise of Roe v. Wade. That's the choice that we have between us. Say <laughs> what? Codifying Roe v. Wade. I run on Roe v. Wade. I celebrate the demise of Roe v. Wade. I celebrate the That's demise the that we have between us. I celebrate the demise of Roe v. Wade, and the crowd is just sitting there stunned. Right? It's like, who? Why are you in this audience? What are you doing? What are you doing? And then Dr. Phil comes out last week and says, well, I wouldn't go up in a plane if he was the pilot. Well, of course not. Okay. I mean, this, of course, nobody, he wouldn't be piloting a plane. How about we talk about the fact that he's not qualified to to take this job? Right. I celebrate the demise of Roe v. We do too, John Fetterman. (laughs) Glad you're on our side. We got to go to a break because I'm getting tickled. I can't stop. Okay. (laughs) We're going to take a break. We come back. (laughs) I am going to share with you guys this story out of Georgia. (laughs) This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The answer is San Diego. (laughs) AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. All right, I'm over my giggle fit. Got to get serious as we're going into the last segment of tonight's Andrea K. Show before the midterm elections. One aspect I said repeatedly throughout the show with a variety of different examples that sanity <clears throat> is on the ballot tomorrow. Here's an area of insanity going on in this country to where we have Americans locked up and denied bail because they held a belief that an election was illegitimate. Only because they were Republicans who believed an election was illegitimate. Stacey Abrams and others and Hillary Clinton and, and uh, <clears throat> Carrie Lake actually had a stack at, that she showed reporters of 150 instances of Democrats, including Jamie Raskin from the January 6th Committee of All, refusing to accept outcomes of elections. But if you're a Republican and you questioned the 2020 out, uh, election, you and, and were anywhere near the Capitol on January 6th, you were likely thrown in jail and denied bail. That's insane. And while that's been going on, the Democrat Party has been letting every murderer, rapist, sexual assaulter, violent felon out on the streets that they could. And John John Fetterman, that's his plan, stated plan, that he looks forward to reuniting murderers with their families and even admitted that they're likely to murder again. That's insane. And that's what's going on in this country. And And to even add to that insanity... And this crime wave going across the country. I talked to my best friend out of Baton Rouge yesterday. She says you can't even drive on the I-10 East, New Orleans East, without being picked at, like shot at by like snipers. Sniper fire in the I-10 East. You can't even go into the French Quarter. Democrat run city and state. That's what's going on down there. And that's happening all across this country. And meanwhile, while that's happening, while it's not safe to walk the streets in most places in this country... Right. They're blaming the Republicans for the violence. It's political violence. 
It's not political violence when so I guess you can consider it political violence when somebody is shoved in front of a subway car because that person was let out for political purposes. And while the Democrats are are, are blaming violence on Republicans, <clears throat> it was a Lee Zeldin Republican supporter, a woman of color who was literally choked on camera by a white man at a Kathy Hochul rally. That's what's going on around this country. <clears throat> when, if you have not voted yet and when you go to vote tomorrow, you need to remember the crime with everything that these Democrats are doing, quite frankly, is criminal. From the attacks on children's minds, from the genital mutilation, from the crime wave that they've inflicted on us and intend to do more with putting murderers and rapists back out on the street while they come for you. Let's not forget the crime involved in the Department of Justice and their counterterrorism unit that sees you as a domestic violence extremist because you want to protect your children or because you dare to question some government agency or department. How about the criminality involved in, in, in what we just discovered with the Department of Homeland Security going after setting up portals, working with social media to go after any to to identify and target any American who questions not just covid, not just the shots, covid questions, anything related to our elections, questions, anything related to our courts, questions, anything related to our financial institutions. Criminalizing speech in this country. Let's talk about the crime wave being inflicted on this country with an open border where they are they are inviting and enabling and giving money to coyotes and drug traffickers and child sex traffickers to come into this country all for power. Let's talk about them intending and enabling those to flood this country with fentanyl, some of which that's in candy boxes. The leading cause of death in this country right now is those between the ages, for those between the ages of 18 and 45 is fentanyl deaths. Everything that the Democrat Party is doing is, is inflicting, is criminal, and it's intentionally being inflicted on the American people. It's criminal what they're doing to our economy. Day one, shutting down the Keystone Pipeline. 11,000 people out of work. Well, go, just go find another job, they said. Well, yet they're crying their little crocodile tears over Twitter employees getting canned, right? And by the way, here's a little bit of good news. The trash is taking itself out on Twitter. Whoopi Goldberg, we said last week that the old, I'm leaving Twitter if Elon Musk takes over was the new I'm moving out of the U.S. if a Republican wins the White House, right? Well, you know what? It's actually happening. Whoopi Goldberg... Drawstring, you know those trash bags that have the drawstring? It's like she tied that drawstring around her neck and took herself out. She's no longer on Twitter. So if you needed a reason to go back on Twitter, my man, that might be it. It's Whoopi Goldberg free. (laughs) You think about how criminal it is the way that they've used social media to stop the flow of information while, while while they were looking to target you and get you fired from your job if you didn't toe the line. They were controlling the outcome of elections with what information you were allowed to see, like shutting down the Hunter Biden laptop story. Speaking of criminal, right? It's criminal the way the FBI and the DOJ has been targeting Trump and anybody in his orbit while allowing Joe Biden to step into that White House, knowing the crimes that he committed on behalf of himself and his family and Hunter Biden. And what about the crimes on the Hunter Biden laptop that involved allegedly underage girls? Every, this entire Democrat Party is nothing but a criminal enterprise, a communist criminal enterprise. 
And we're supposed to be just falling all over ourselves to support Ukraine, which is nothing, in my opinion, but a money laundering operation and, and an operation to cover up the crimes of, of Joe Biden and, and, and what went on with Ukraine. And unfortunately, the Ukrainian people, those that have lost their lives and their property, are the innocent victims of it. And I feel bad for them, but it's still not our battle. We're 33 and, and the 30, what, 31 and a half, 32 trillion dollars in debt is criminal because of what that's putting on the backs of our children in this country. It's criminal that their solution to inflation that they intentionally created is to jack us on the back end with high interest rates, knowing that the average American is maxing out on the credit cards and won't be able to pay it off. It's criminal the hopelessness that they inflicted on so many Americans by locking healthy people inside their homes. Locking children inside their homes with their predators, parents and family members that were going to terrorize them sexually and otherwise. It's criminal the hopelessness that they put upon the American people and why suicide rates and addiction rates skyrocketed. Everything that the Democrats party has done is criminal. And they're just hoping they're going to continue to get away with it. Vote them out. They need to be voted out. And then when the Republican Party takes over, they need to be squashed like a bug. There can not only not be any pandemic amnesty, we need to go scorched earth to destroy the Democrat Party. I don't want to hear from anybody about crossing there working with Joe Biden or working with any Democrat. After everything, after everything that I just after everything that I just laid out for you guys, can we work with that party? Can we work with them? Do we want to work with them? Do we want to work with them? I can't work with them. I can't work with these people. I can't work. I can't work with anybody that that's a part of that criminal enterprise. And I won't work with them. All right. Tomorrow night, we've got a great, we're working on a great election night show for you guys. Um, <clears throat> we've got um, the one and only. Should I tell them? Should I tell him we got Dr. Frank coming on to talk about election fraud on election night? Mm-hmm. He's going to be here. He's going to tell you uh, everything that you need to know. He's going to continue to speak the truth as to what's going on in our elections across the country. We've got him who's going to be here. Um, we've got some of your favorites that are going to be back with us. We've got our buddy Ed Martin, Pro-America Report Ed. Eagle Ed Martin is going to be here. You know, he's always with got me. Got a smooth on. accent tomorrow e- night, too. E- what's that? Got a smooth accent. Nick Adams joining us tomorrow, too. <gasps> That's right. We've got Nick Adams. We've got, we're, we're working on some other guests. We might possibly have uh, two of your favorite ladies on the show. So we've got Brian Maloney from Red Wave America. We've got some other people coming on uh, the show you haven't heard of before. They're, they're the people that you don't know of that are pollsters working behind the scenes, strategists working behind the scenes. People that are going to come on and share with you what, what you need to know about what's going on. One of the things that we haven't spent a lot of time talking about, but we will tomorrow night, is the propositions, right? The most important proposition in California that we must vote down is the one that would legalize infanticide in the state of California that has to do with the murdering of children. So we've got a, uh, we're going to be on for four hours tomorrow night from 6 p.m. Pacific time all the way to 10 p.m. Pacific time. So you're going to want to set your clocks. You're going to want to calf up. You're going to want to carb up. You're going to want to get yourself lots of yummy snacks and lots of uh, donuts and whatever else you need to keep going because... We're going to be in it for the long haul tomorrow night. Doesn't mean we're going to have election results because the Democrats don't want you to have results tomorrow night. But we're sure to have lots of amazing news for you guys. So set your clocks. We'll see you tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time till 10 p.m. Pacific time for tomorrow night's Andrea K. Show, the midterm election night coverage. 
Thank you to my guests, my callers, my listeners tonight. Love you all. See you tomorrow night. And go vote and take people with you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.